0: continue uh with the art of shepherding shall we pray father god we want to thank you for how good you've been we pray that you bless your word we thank you for this opportunity to use zoom and to 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 have the service online oh god we thank you oh god for quickly ending this uh, problem with the coronavirus we know that some 91 declares that it will not affect us it will not come near us it will not have anything to do with us we bless you for your word in jesus name amen amen the scriptures will be available on the video the name qs awesome very good very good okay good so i think we might need to mute a bit uh, that kids. (laughs) hallelujah when there is any so we can all mute until we need to say something that would be awesome but please we want to see your faces we want to see your faces amen very good so we we having today is our, our first uh, round with uh, our is there a heads up or not okay yeah so today we're going to continue with the art of shepherding this is our year of the shepherd the year of shepherding last uh, the last couple of weeks, we've been hearing about a few uh, uh, things about the shepherd. What were the first things we heard about? What it means to be called? And then we also heard about uh, uh, what, what happens to sheep when they have no shepherd. Now, this week, we are going to talk about uh, chapter 34, core areas for development of a shepherd. Now, let's read First Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 so it says this charge i commit unto thee son timothy according to the prophecies which went before on thee that thou by them mightest war a good warfare i'll repeat that again this charge i commit unto thee timothy according to the prophecies which went before on thee that thou by them mightest war a good warfare so uh apostle paul or the holy spirit through through the apostle paul is telling timothy that uh uh, uh, according to the prophecies that were given unto him he should he, he should fight a good warfare now how would he do that the first is so now this 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 is going to help us to understand the core areas for the development of a shepherd now shepherds need to develop in a certain way in the same way If you and I just become shepherds, physical shepherds in in, uh, 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 the forest or maybe in Africa somewhere, we would need to learn how to guide sheep. Amen? We would need to learn how to guide sheep and how to direct sheep. So in the same way, you and I, none of us have been to Bible school. Uh, uh, Well, at least uh, some of us have been to informal Bible school, but in general, the shepherds have not been to Bible school. So it's very important for us to develop the core areas of uh, uh, becoming a shepherd. So the first is shepherds must develop the ability to fight. The ability to fight is very important for the shepherd. Now the Bible says that we must fight the good fight of faith. So there is a fight of faith that you and I must fight. And that's very, very important because there are many things that that, the Christian must fight. Amen. amen and some of them are what fight for your salvation fight the good fight of faith to continue your faith to keep your faith going that's why you see that jesus told peter that behold simon 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 behold satan has desired to have you that he might sift you as wheat but i have prayed for you that your faith faileth not so it clearly means that uh, 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 apostle peter the problem he was going to have was that his faith could have failed so jesus prayed that apostle peter's faith would not fail so we have to also fight the good fight of faith fight the good fight to keep our faith going fight the good fight to overcome sin fight the good fight good fight to to continue to do the work of the ministry because there are many things that can discourage us from doing the work of the ministry There there, there are many disappointments sometimes even god you are looking for something from god you are trusting god god i pray that you open the doors you give me something and with all your trusting god it doesn't happen you you also need to fight the good fight of faith by also persevering in your faith and saying to yourself that you know what even though i didn't get it i'm still going to persevere like hannah hannah was someone who was believing god for a child But even though she did not receive the child, she continued every year to go to Shiloh. So this is something very important. The shepherd must develop the ability to fight. Ministry is honorable and very honorable, a very honorable service to God. However, being in the ministry and doing the work of the shepherd also implies the reality of serving in a military campaign. Because we are soldiers and we need to fight like soldiers. The Bible says as good soldiers of Christ. So we are good soldiers of Christ. We endure hardness as good soldiers for Christ. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So you you become a target of an enemy who hates you. You become the subject of discussion of wicked spirits whose own one goal is to extinguish your light. You must learn to fight and to fight well. Do not give up or retreat at all. Warfare is so important that there is a book that has been written about the warfare. Now, let's look at Ephesians chapter six, verse ten to twelve, and then we will read Second Corinthians chapter ten, verse one to three. Now, uh, uh, Ephesians chapter six, verse ten to twelve. If the kids can be uh, uh, cooled down a bit, so that we can. Yeah, very good so Ephesians 6 10 to 12 the Bible says finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil verse 12 for we wrestle not against or our struggle is not against flesh and blood But against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places so we are fighting a war now think about it what would happen to you and I if we are in a war and we don't know Phoebe what will happen to you if there's a war and people are dying in the war and you don't know there's a war and you step outside what will happen Thank you. (laughs) She said it. Then you will die. Come and and say it in front of everyone. Come here. What what, what will happen? You will die. You will die. Right? So (laughs) if you are fighting a war and you don't know that there is a war, because whether or not we believe there's a war, there is a war. And imagine people are dying on the streets and so people have to stay inside until they are ready for the war. And you don't know there's a war and you go to, to fight. What will happen? You might die. You might die. Most probably you will die, like you said earlier. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. You will die for sure. Now, imagine you are also a soldier. How many know that when you are a soldier in the army, you go, uh, the Navy, Navy SEALs, army, army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, you go through a lot of training. There's a lot of training, a lot of hard training you do. Why? To prepare you for the war. So imagine you and I are in a war and we don't know we are in a war or we know we are in a war and we are not prepared for the war. We are not training in prayer. We are not training as in shepherd's meetings. We are not training through shepherd's exams. We are not training through the word of God. What will happen to us? We are not training through being hard, hardship. So you and I must remember that we are in a war. Very, very important. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. If it was against flesh and blood, there are laws against people coming to hurt you. But what about the evil spirits? Which laws are there apart from the laws of God? Now the laws of God, we have the armor of God. Now you and I need to fit into the laws of God by being in the domain of no sin, being in the domain of love, being in the domain of faith otherwise we are in the devil's territory anyone who is not in the domain of faith love and against sin is in satan's territory now imagine you are uh, uh, what you, you are fighting the devil but you are in his house fighting him there versus fighting him in your territory which one would be easier your territory. in your territory that's why it's important for us develop the ability to fight because we must the important thing is that we we ought to to fight we might as war a good warfare now the bible also says in uh uh, second corinthians chapter 10 let's look at second corinthians chapter 10 uh uh, 2 and 3 and 4 the bible says for though we walk in the flesh let's let's, let me read it i'm quoting it but i'd like to read it let's turn to second corinthians chapter 10 verse 2 let's start from verse 1 2nd corinthians 10 1 to 4 hallelujah very important you and i must war a good warfare a very good warfare hallelujah a very very good warfare let me whilst we're getting the verse Very important second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1. Now I Paul myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, meaning the apostle Paul was not some proud, lofty guy among the people who was just lording over the people, but he was base and common but being absent and bold towards you. So he was not lording over people, but his letters were strong for the good of the people. Verse two. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence. Wherewith I think to be bold against some. So he's not bold to everyone, but there are some people who are trying to frustrate the gospel. And he's saying that those are the kind of people he's going to be bold with. But he doesn't want to come to them with that kind of boldness where he's rebuking a lot. So he says that, Wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. Then verse 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh, or we walk as mere human beings, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, verse 4, are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Verse 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So you and I must realize that we are in a war And the more you exercise, the more you practice, the more you are equipped, the better you will be in the war. And the the more likely you will pass and succeed in the war. I was watching a movie, was it yesterday? And the the, the, the guy, Samuel L. Jackson was acting in a movie and he said, look, you know what? We don't rescue. We attack. Because when you are trying to rescue rather we don't rescue you we expect you to attack so anytime you are in the on the defense always on the defense it's not it's very difficult imagine you are watching soccer and your team is always defending but they never try to score so our main goal is to try to score or try to attack the enemy that's where we have the sword of the spirit which is the offensive weapon the weapon that attacks and the shield of faith also, even though it's used to offend, you can also attack with a shield. So it's very, very important that you and I understand that we are in a war and we must act like we are in a war. Otherwise, there are two things that can happen to people who don't understand that they are in a war. Number one, you can become a COW or a POW. <laughs> now, a COW is a casualty of war. A POW is a prisoner of war. Now, a prisoner of war means that you are a captive of Satan and you are in chains, bound by sin, bound by drugs, bound by tobacco, bound by alcohol drugs, bound by disease and problems. By a casualty of war means you can't it's very difficult to recover. Or the scars are irreparable, or even death. A casualty of war so let's be very careful to war a good warfare number two core area is the shepherd must develop their conscience 1st Timothy 1 5 says now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and faith on things very very important so it means that uh, the, the conscience should be something you and I must concentrate on. Not just any conscience, but a con- a conscience that is full of love, a pure heart, and faith that is not seared, faith that is not corrupt, faith that is not spoiled. Amen? And the Bible says that there are many whose conscience are seared like hot iron, meaning that their conscience are finished. And you and I must try to get to the point where our conscience will not be spot because that is the only part of us that god has given to us apart from his voice that gives us the ability to know right and wrong because if you you have a conscience anytime you do wrong oh lord i've done wrong please help me so i don't do it again anytime your conscience is seared when you do the wrong you don't even realize it it's no problem the conscience is the still small voice That speaks from within, warning you about right and wrong. Whether the conscience is the voice of the spirit or the voice of your soul, I cannot really tell. But what I do know is that it is the warning light from within that lets you and I know when we are doing something wrong. Having a good conscience is like having a sensitive warning system deep within. Very important. You and I need that. It, if you set aside this warning system, you will expose yourself to untold dangers because the warning system is not there anymore. It's similar to uh, your car. It, 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 I think there's some feedback. It, it's it's and uh, the um yeah the charger and then the power port cord hallelujah <laughs> yeah, so are we getting what i'm saying so the conscience is very important it's imagine you 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 see the the check engine light or you see the light that says service your car immediately or service agent service your car or agent service required initially you go straight and fix it But imagine as time goes by you don't touch it anymore you don't fix your car your car will still be moving but as your car is moving eventually your car will just break down or check, check engine oil do a uh, 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 how do i say it do your engine your check and en- your, your engine oil or is it a uh, 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 what's the word for it oil change thank you Oil change. So have an oil change. Now imagine your oil change power. Imagine your oil change. You are not doing your oil change. At a point, your oil change power bank will break down. Hallelujah. You, you, you will not be able to have access to your oil change. Hallelujah. You, you will not be able to have access. Your, your oil change will eventually uh, become a problem and your car will break down. I remember there was a time there was no water in my tank, and I used to my car was leaking water, so I always used to put water in the car. And there was a time that I ignored the warning lights, because there will be a light that says uh, that you have to fix that. And I forgot it, and the car just I heard a loud noise, and that was the end of the the, the car. You see? So it's very, very important that we, we, we do these things. Amen amen okay so that's very good so the next thing in fact i'm trying to get something very important I can look at my bag amen so very very important now first timothy 1 19 and 20 holding faith and a good conscience which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck of whom is Hymenias and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. So there are times, is the one, that some people are are delivered unto Satan. Hallelujah! Like Apostle Paul did, because of the much evil he had done. Imagine someone is trying to destroy the church, trying to discredit the church, and trying to say false things about the church. At a point. They, 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 they will be delivered to Satan. And that's what Apostle Paul did. Hallelujah. Thank you. And that's what Apostle Paul did. He delivered that, those people to Satan. Who did he deliver to Satan? Hymen, Hymenias and Alexander. Now, a very important thing about our conscience. Now, one of the greatest, there are two things that people do that as they keep doing, their, their conscience is seared. One is sin and the other is lies. Now, sin, what are some of the sins? Fornication, adultery, stealing, lies, and what again? Murder. Very good. And what again? Smoking Smoking and uh, drunkenness and many of the other things. Now, these things cause people conscience to be seared because the first time when you watch some movies the first time someone commits a murder you realize that they are very sad oh my goodness i committed murder oh i don't know what to do and then they commit the murder again or you fornicate you fornicate once you feel very bad you fornicate twice you feel very bad but as you keep fornicating or committing murder you realize that your, your your conscience becomes seared and you don't feel as bad and then a point comes that you don't feel that it's wrong anymore So I always try to get to the point, and you and I must always try to get to the point where, if you are doing something wrong and you've gotten to the point where you feel it's right or you don't feel bad about it, it's a it's an emergency. It's it's a it's it's a crisis, and you need to deal with it immediately, for your salvation's sake. If you get to a point where wrong is no more wrong, you know what I mean. It's a crisis, and you need to. Quickly fix it. Otherwise, you would get to find yourself in big trouble. Because imagine your conscience is seared and you feel that, okay, it's okay to funny kids. It's okay to commit adultery because, uh, you know, God has given me the edge. The edge? The edge? <laughs> I mean, think about that. Or I, 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 I murdered someone because I had the right to murder the person the person was troubling me, the person took my, my, my or, or hurt uh, uh, me, or the person stole from me, so I'm committing murder, I'm killing the person. Or you see a thief, and you know that the thief is not armed, and then you kill the person because of stand your ground law. I mean, and you don't have a conscience. It's t- it, it, it can take you to hell. Different from self-defense, where someone is about to kill you, you see an arm robber, he's, he's shot you, and you are bleeding. And he's about to shoot you, and you shoot him in the head. Self-defense. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Isn't that self-defense? Self-defense. I, I know of two pastors. If <laughs> you know, One pastor said, if you hear that an arm um, robber has been shot and killed, who was attacking, know that I'm one of them. Who killed the arm robber? Hallelujah. So you see that your conscience... Now, another thing is lies. Lies are the easiest thing to do. Everyone is guarding against fornication, against murder. At least we we, we should be doing that. We should all be guarding against murder, against fornication, against stealing, against adultery. We should work on it. Those who are doing it, work on it and overcome it. But the easiest one also to do and miss it or easily lose your conscience is lies many people lie many people lie many pastors lie many christians lie many people lie and feel that it's okay to lie anytime sometimes when i make a mistake and i say oh i shouldn't have said that god forgive me immediately and i try to correct it never lie it's better to get the consequences of speaking the truth than to lie obey God and leave the consequences to him but lies will not help you and I why because there is a father of lies now who is the the one who lies originated from who is the leader of lies who is the father of lies who is the chief of lies who is the master of lies who is the father uh, and author of lies satan so anyone who is a liar is a child of satan clear because he's the father of lies if you are just god is the father of spirits god is the father of us you and i are god, god is our father because of jesus christ faith in jesus christ anyone who is a liar is a child of satan that's why <laughs> it's funny yeah? yeah that's why i always tell my children look it's better to speak the truth and be be be, be uh, reprimanded, or I have to be yeah. careful with my words since it's on uh, a live. Uh, 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 I can't say spank, but because I don't really spank up. But uh, I, what, what do I do, Phoebe? Can you make us do push-ups if you lie. Okay, push-ups and and squats, and <laughs> of course that's been a while. When was the last time I did that to you? Long time ago. But take from you. That's that's the, the punishment I do now. I take from you. Take your phone. Take your, your 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 privileges, Hallelujah. So lies, so 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 those things. I, I've even lost my train of thought. <laughs> what, what, what was I trying to say? You're saying on um, how Satan a father of lies and stuff, and you should lie. And, yeah. Yes. Wh- what else was I saying? Let's see if you guys are listening. Um, but, um, added, eventually, have seared consciences. Yeah, but it what was the example? why was I giving my example? i see some on facebook you can uh, you can comment on why i was giving my example yes god bless you all on facebook live sorry yes satan is the father of lies and your conscience is seared by lying but i was giving the example of the punishment I'm taking away you were food saying food. you were saying that um, that, lie, even though telling we... that lie say that again explain your children it's better to face yes thank you thank you so i was talking to my my kids like look i i i would take from you and i'll make you feel very bad by taking from you because some of them they prefer a pinch than to uh, your your phone taken from you (laughs) You, you, what what, do you agree Mm. of course they said so 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 i tell them speak the truth and let me take from you versus lie Because anytime you lie, you are bringing the devil in. Anytime there's a relationship, whether it's a relationship, a friendship, a marriage, and you lie and there's a lot of lies in it, Satan is involved in the relationship. If you have a beloved and you are lying a lot in the relationship, it means that the relationship is not going to go far because it's been poisoned. Because the devil is in it and you need to stop lying. And the more you and I lie, the more our conscience is seared. Now, someone will say, oh, but there's a white lie, there's a black lie, there's a green lie, there's a blue line lie, there's a yellow lie. A lie is a lie. It doesn't matter what lie. My uncle uh, 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 took me to a, a Baptist church in London when I was trying to uh, get into the faith. And I learned something that was so profound. Now, can I get a glass, baby? And then put, give it, uh, put water in it. Now, the... the, 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 the if I, please, you can quickly get it. Yeah, so the, 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 the pasta had a glass of water. I want to demonstrate it. Put water in it. Don't you have the smaller ones? Yeah. Okay, put water in it. Very good. Now, this is very, very important. <clears throat> Fill it. Very good. Half. Okay, good. And then bring another glass and fill it. Now, this is a glass half full. Now, we are going to get another glass full. Just use any glass now, then. For time's sake. Very good. Now, I'm going to show you a glass that is full. Thank you. Thank you now this is a, a glass full now if you take poison and you you, 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 you fill this glass now this glass is a uh, half water and half poison. Now this glass is full oh you can't see it this glass is half water. now imagine you pour poison in this you you, you, you make this cup this glass half water half poison. now this glass. You make it... This is full of water, but you put a drop of poison in. And someone drinks it. Now, Phoebe is... How old are you? For everyone to hear. Eight years old. You're about to turn nine. Now, if you drink this glass, will you die? Of poison? Um. Tete, if you drink... (laughs) If you drink this glass, will you die? Okay, my other daughter (laughs) is saying it. Now, if you drink this glass, will you die? Yes. Yes, why? Because... Uh, one drop of poison will kill you and half glass of poison will kill you in the same way a small lie a big lie a lie is a lie small sin big sin it's all sin whether it's a small lie a big lie it's enough to take you to hell that's why the bible says all liars will find their path in the lake of fire now caution it doesn't mean that if you lie from time to time by mistake and you repent of it you are a liar and you are going to hell nevertheless if you you are someone who lies you are allowing satan to come in and your conscience is most likely seared because any sin you commit murder whatever you do there will be lies attached to it so lies are an emergency so you and I must make it a point to stop lying. Lies, lies, lies. We must stop lying. How many can get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah because this, this, this is clear. This will kill you. Now, Phoebe, now, do you agree? Yeah. This will kill you. This will kill you. Even though it's a drop and full glass of poison. Amen. Mm-hmm. So your conscience anytime you realize that you're doing something wrong and you are not feeling bad quickly ask god to help you and some and, and, and anytime you are doing something that seems like it's not so bad maybe you are lying maybe uh, what are some of the easy lies um, I okay my, my should i tell say it to everyone okay my there, was, there were cookies on the table and we knew that it was full and i think maybe there were about three pieces left i mean taken out yeah. one day we realized that it was how many left like there, was a whole box, there was a whole box gone the opened there like were about three boxes feet. one box was finished even though it was only three that was taken out yeah. and one was half, half eaten. <laughs> eaten i asked my kids who ate the cookies Because you need to eat first. You need to eat before you can take cookies. Who ate it? My other daughter said, I didn't. The little one said, I didn't. You said I can say it, right? (laughs) I didn't. Can you believe that they were so sure they didn't until we found out that it was the little one who ate all the cookies? And I scolded her because I told her that you should have spoken the truth. And I took from her oh i did not okay i scolded you i didn't take from you okay i scolded you because you eventually spoke the truth okay hallelujah so it's very very important for us to remember that our conscience cannot be seared anytime you feel like you're lying and it's 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 okay to lie no it's not correct another lie is even calling for calling in sick it's a lie it's a lie it's a lie. It, or is it the truth? Oh! I, 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 I'm <laughs> sick. I, I, I can't breathe. I, is it a lie or it's true? It's a lie. Is it a lie? If, you, if you're not sick. If you are not sick. Rather, if you are tired and you're not feeling good, I'm not feeling good. I can't come. Is that a lie? Mm-mm. No. Or an emergency there's an emergency there has to be at least an emergency something you have to do mm-hmm. uh, there's an emergency is it a lie if there's something you have to do no but i'm sick i'm sick what if god says oh you are sick okay let me make you sick mm-hmm. what will you do anyone has an answer what will you do it's a lie taking uh, uh supplies from work is it a lie? Mm-hmm. It's a lie. Number three, shepherds must develop godliness. First Timothy 6, 11. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. So you and I, people must develop, Christians must develop themselves and shepherds to become more like God. Jehovah embodies beautiful spiritual characteristics such as righteousness. Now, righteousness is right standing with God. Righteousness just means you have right standing with God. You are justified by faith in God and you are made right with God. That's what righteousness means. That comes by faith. So, we can clearly see that righteousness has nothing to do with what we've done. You cannot earn righteousness, you cannot be too good to be righteous. So, it means that if you've not lied, if you've not sinned, if you've not committed fornication, if you've not stolen, does that mean you are righteous? Phoebe? No. No. What makes you righteous? Faith in Jesus Christ is what qualifies you and I for righteousness. Amen. So, we must develop righteousness, holiness. Now, holiness is sanctification, which means to be set apart. To be holy means to be sanctified. And Jesus Christ, Jehovah Tikkenu, and Jehovah Mikedesh. Jehovah Mikedesh is our sanctification. To be sanctified means to be set apart high. God is holy. It means God is high and separate from everyone. So you and I, we must be holy. Of course, holiness means you will not lie, you will not fornicate, you will not steal, you will not uh, do any wrong things. But holiness goes past those things. The bible talks about holy vessels does that mean the vessel didn't lie does that mean the vessel didn't fornicate how is the vessel going to fornicate where, where are the organs so fornicate? <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah but the vessel is holy means that the vessel is sanctified set apart different so you and i must be holy meaning we must be set apart we must be unique we must be peculiar when people in school see us, they must see that this is a holy person. When people in school see us, they must not see someone who curses with them, who swears, uses curse words with them, someone who goes to club with them, someone who smokes with them, someone who goes to happy hour and boozes with them. Oh, I'm a Christian, but let's go for happy hour. I remember when I was, uh, I was uh, in doing my uh, 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 postgraduate and I was, we had graduated, There was a guy who was always witnessing to us in school. I was not a Christian then. Go to church. Let's go to church. Let's go to church. And I'll always be like, oh, don't worry. Another time, another time. I went to the club. Who did I see there? Guess who? The guy. I saw the guy. The guy was jamming there. He was drunk. I said, what are you doing there? I thought you were a Christian. What are you doing there? He said, oh, I'm trying to convert people there. (laughs) Now convert people there. Why are you drunk? Why are you dancing? <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah! So you and I must be. <laughs> you and I must be careful not to do those things. Amen? Amen. But we must be holy and set apart. When people at work see us, are you coming for happy hour? No, sorry, I don't do happy hour because of alcohol. Are you coming for the, 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 the work gathering? Yes, I'm coming. I'm going to eat. Oh, we are serving wine, uh, uh, alcoholic beverages. Thank you. I don't need it. Where is my soda or my juice or my whatever? That means you are set apart. Someone who is set apart is someone who is praying. Someone who is set apart is someone who goes to church every Sunday, every weekday service or bath center or center meeting. You are there. You are set apart. You are not like the average Christian who goes to church once a week or once every other week or once a month. You are someone who is set apart. Hallelujah. Faith. Also, we must develop our faith, our faithfulness. Now, developing your faith, the more faith you have, the more qualifications you will get in spite of your mistakes. But it's not a license to make mistakes. But it just shows that if you are someone who has faith in God and you trust God, it wipes out your problems. It wipes out your errors. Maybe I was supposed to witness to someone or I was supposed to do something properly in church or I was supposed to do certain things and I didn't do them. It doesn't excuse it, but it it gives me a certain favor that somehow disqualifies the problems or removes the problems how many i get what i'm saying because faith is what justifies you and i in the sight of god we are justified in the sight of god by faith now love is the next you and i must love our neighbor as ourselves love walk in love love the banner god's banner over you and i is love his banner over us is love, meaning that there is hate, there is love. If you want to win in Christ, be in the banner of love. There are only two banners, hate and love. You can't be in the middle. Love is God, hate is Satan. If you cannot be in hate and succeed in prayer, you cannot be in hate and succeed in being a shepherd. You cannot be in hate and make it with God because hate. Or love, choose one. There's a song my kids used to uh, play every time when they we were kids. His banner over us is love. God's banner over us is love. Anytime there's a war, there's an army. England has their banner, and and the banner is usually with a king or queen. Different countries have their banner when there is a war. Now you and I are in a, are in a warfare, and our banner is love. Satan has a banner with the demons and his cohorts. That banner is hate. Love and not love. Love is God, not love is the devil. You can't go in between. So you and I must love. Love is patient, love is kind. Love does not keep a record of wrongs. Love is what? Does not uh, uh, behave itself uncommonly, love is not rude, love believeth all things. The continues. First Corinthians chapter 13. You and I must love. You and I must be patient. You and I must be, be, be have long suffering. Be patient with one another. Yes, you've made a mistake. Yes, I've made a mistake. Yes, I've wronged you. But you can forgive me. We can forgive each other. We can forgive one another because our banner is love. The Bible says, put on love. Put on charity. Charity is a cloak that we put on. Put on love. It means that every morning every day every time we must make a conscious effort effort to put on love don't you have clothes on yeah because you have clothes on every day don't you do walk around naked no yes we put clothes on you know you need to do it in the same way you and i know we need to put on love the bible says put on love put it on amen mm. patience and meekness you and i must be meek These qualities do not sound very powerful or even attractive, but they are the most important things that must develop in our spiritual lives. We must be meek. We must be patient. That's one thing I had to learn the hard way, and I'm still learning. Patience. I'm always wanting things done yesterday and yesterday. Always wanting things done before. Always in a hurry to get things done. Always, those who know me know me. I want things done now, but there are times that your hands are tied, you cannot have it now. There's nothing you can do about it. And sometimes God teaches us those things, but they are okay. God is actually at work in us to transform us into the image of His Son. Our destiny is not success and fame. Many Christians feel that I'm a Christian so that I'll be successful. <clears throat> I'm a Christian so that I'll have fame. I'm a Christian so that I'll get, my, I'll, I'll get a job. I'm a Christian so that I'll get married. I'm a Christian so that I'll have children. No, that's not why we are Christians. But Christians will get those things. But that's not why we are Christians. Amen? Mm-hmm. You and I are Christians because God wants to save us from sin, from hell, from death. So you and I are Christians to, for, God, for God to save us. I'm a Christian because I believe in Jesus Christ and I believe that Jesus Christ has saved me physically, spirit, soul, and body. I'm a Christian therefore. And some of the benefits of being a Christian are the job, are the money, are the car, are the house, are the beloved, are the husband, are the wives, are the children. But that is not why I'm a Christian. Our destiny is to develop into the image of God. When we read our Bibles carefully and discover our predestined destiny. for Now let's look at Romans 8.29. For whom he did foreknow, like you and I, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So you and I must be like God so that he'll be the firstborn. Now, the question is, am I like God? Are you like God? No. Are you like God? Are you like God? Am I like God? No. But we must be like God because Jesus Christ is the firstborn among many brethren. What does it mean? <clears throat> what does it mean for Jesus Christ to be the firstborn among many brethren? It means Jesus Christ is the first ranking, the first to start the line of brethren. Does that make sense? So he is the first rank. First born means first in rank. So Jesus Christ is the first born or first born or first in rank among the brethren. So when you and I are now like God, then Jesus Christ will be the first ranking and you and I will be his brethren. Mm-hmm. But how are you going to be his brethren when you are not like him? When you are a liar. When you are fornicating. When you are stealing. When you are lying. When you are killing. When you are, what, what are, they? You are gossiping. When you are slandering. What other things? When you are blowing up. When you are blowing up in wrath. <laughs> how are you going to be like God? The Bible says, be angry and sin not. Did Jesus get angry and whip people before? Yes. Oh, yeah. Jesus got angry and whipped people out of the temple because they were, they were selling and, and preventing people who could not afford it from uh, offer, uh, sacrificing to God and were making merchandise and making money off the sacrifices. And so he whipped them out of the temple. He was very angry. So we can be angry but not sin hallelujah Amen. and then finally for today shepherds must have spiritual pursuits first timothy six eleven 11 nesb but flee from these things you man of god and woman of god of course and pursue righteousness godliness faith love perseverance and godliness so you and i must have spiritual pursuits and that's why the bible says that we must pursue these things so most of us we must not only have uh, physical things we are praying about lord i pray for my house or my name is jimmy i can take all you can give me please give me my house my car and everything that concerns me and my family thank you oh god in jesus name amen yes you're shaking your head so you disagree with that right that is not what a christian who is mature should be praying about you can pray for what jimmy prays for (laughs) you're laughing but nevertheless make sure that you are praying for spiritual things lord i want to be strong in you lord i want to love you more lord i want to increase my faith lord deliver me from this anger. Lord, if you are fornicating, deliver me from fornication. If, if you are a liar, Lord, please deliver me from lies. Lord, g- deliver me from this rage. I'm always getting angry. I can't control my anger. Lord, I'm always sad. Deliver me from sadness. Lord, friends are troubling me. Deliver me from those. Pray those things in, in, in addition to the, the Jimmy prayers you are praying. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Very, very important that we do these things. So most shepherds have physical or natural goals. Our prayer topics reveal this reality. We rarely pray for spiritual things like humility, love, and holiness. We often pray for tangible things like money or growth in numbers, which is important. We need to pray for money. The Bible says money answers all things. We have to pray for money, but don't love money you will notice that the apostle paul well my time is above three more minutes okay you will notice that apostle paul rather prayed for spiritual things such as the spirit of wisdom and revelation one of the most important prayers you and i can pray for uh the spirit of wisdom and revelation ephesians 1 17 18 19 20 21 22 very very important very very important those are very important you pray for the spirit of wisdom revelation in the knowledge of god you pray that god opens the eyes of your understanding the eyes of your heart the eyes of your inner man to know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance for you and the exceeding greatness of his power towards you so pray for that you will know god more that God will open, give you revelation of Jesus Christ so you will know God more. Then you also pray that you will know why he's called you, the hope to which he's called you, and you will know your inheritance. Then next, you pray that God will show you the great power of God which raised Christ Jesus from the dead, which is in you. Does that make sense? It means that pray that God will show you what is inside of you. What is inside of you? The power of God that raised Jesus from the dead. The power of the dead, Holy Spirit, is in you and I. And we can pray for those things. Those are good prayers to pray. Then Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, 17, 18, 19, you pray that God will strengthen your spirit by the Holy Spirit. Pray that you and I will be grounded and rooted in love, and we will be able to comprehend with all sins the breadth, length, depth, height, and to know God's love, which passes knowledge. Many of us, if only we will know the love of God, we will know the love of Christ. How deep Christ's love is for us. The more we know of Christ's love, the less fear we would have. The more we know of Christ's love for us, the less fear we would have. Why? The Bible says in 1 John that perfect love casts out fear. So perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. So the more... Love we have, the better it is. Also, the more we know of God's love, the less fear we have, the more confidence we have. Hallelujah. Yeah. I think this is all we have for today. So, if you are watching on Facebook Live or you are on the, the Zoom, this is our first time we are doing this uh with the coronavirus thing we just want to try to just follow the regulations the the, the 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 uh what do you call it the recommendations of cdc and the government and all that so it's a very good thing so we as a church we are going on zoom so i'm on zoom here and i'm also on facebook live on two places so uh, if you are watching on zoom you are watching on facebook live and you want to say jesus i want to give my life to jesus Then let's repeat after me. Shall we repeat? Heavenly Father, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Christ. I confess confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord. I believe believe that that he died on the cross for my sins, for my sins. I, believe I believe that god raised him from the dead, that god him from the dead. Lord, jesus, lord jesus come into my heart come, come into my life forgive me for all my sins, for all my sins. Cleanse, me cleanse me from all unrighteousness from, all unrighteousness. from today, from today. I belong to Jesus Christ. I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For saving, me. for saving me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. If you've said this prayer and you don't have a church, please uh, uh, just join. Just let me know on, on Facebook. Uh, if you don't have a church, this is the best church to be in, a Kodesh Family Church. Hallelujah. God bless you shalom i'm saying bye bye to those on facebook live and for those who didn't join us early enough um you can also